From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're listening to Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. From the Rocky Mountains of Denver, Colorado, my name is Charlie Robinson. Thanks for hanging out with me for the next hour or so. If you want to connect with me, you can do so via email, charlierobinson at tntradio.live, or you can go to my brand new website, macroaggressions.io. You can go and find out all the information about the books I've written, my podcast, Macroaggressions, which is available everywhere, or you can follow me on Twitter at macroaggressions. But first, headlines for today, Friday, January 12th, 2024. This is from The Cradle. Israel alarmed at terrifying number of troops wounded since start of Gaza war. 6,000 people have been injured already. Well, um, then maybe pull your troops out. How about that? Have we considered that? This is kind of an easy decision. Your troops are getting uh, shot at because you have invaded their space. And so that's called war. That's what you guys are doing. So if you don't want to get shot at, then leave. Fathom Journal reports, we need to find ways to suppress Douglas Murray and Joe Rogan inside a counterterrorism course for UK civil servants. This is taking place at King's College London. It's um, a course that I think should be titled How to Manipulate Public Opinion, I guess. This might as well be teaching the class over across the street at the Tavistock Institute. If you're going to uh, try to manage and uh, manufacture consent, uh, go over there and do it. And Biden faces fury from the left for launching airstrikes on Houthi targets in Yemen without going to Congress. We go- I, Listen, I hate to break it to whoever wrote this story. Um, they haven't gone to Congress for approval on for the last 20 years. Where, are you, where have you guys been? They're not they're not going to start anytime soon with this. They've been doing this for years. And not to mention, if you think that they just started bombing Yemen, they've been bombing them through their proxy in Saudi Arabia for the last several years. And they've created a starvation epidemic that's killed over a million people. So the United States getting involved in Yemen is actually nothing new. And I'll tell you, for, for, as far as I'm concerned, I'm team Houthi on this one. And and finally, from the Daily Mail, startling new report finds hormone warping chemicals in 99% of food sold in American stores, which may raise risk of cancer, autism, and infertility. Exactly the way they want it. They want you fat so that you are easier to manipulate can do that through the food supply, they will do that through the food supply. And if they have to do that through the water supply by putting fluoride in there, which is a neurotoxin, go look it up if you think I'm lying, then they will do it that way. The sooner they get you dumb and compliant and dependent on the state, the better off they are for controlling you. This is nothing new. They tested 85 products and everything except one brand of seltzer water had chemicals in it and um otherwise everything else was filled with poison 84 out of 85 products were filled with poison that's the american food system right there in a nutshell uh and if you think that that's bad just wait until you learn what's in the vaccines it's it's a war against you i feel like alex jones right it's a war people they're coming to get you 
They're going to get you through the, they're going to get you, they're putting, they're turning the frogs gay. Actually, that's from atrazine, another chemical byproduct that was found in this too. They're not turning the frogs gay, actually. They're turning them trans, transgendered, transsexual in the frogs. So, uh, 79% of the items that they tested had uh, BPA in it. And this is something that causes brain damage, behavioral problems, diabetes, heart disease, autism, and low IQ. So this is America. This is idiocracy. This is the direction we're headed. It's not accidental. It's being done on purpose. There's a uh, great neurosurgeon that I had a quote from in my book, my octopus book, Russell, Dr. Russell Blaylock. He talked about this. He said that there's a huge population of the of America that is just so dumbed down that they can't see the control structure. And then there's a small percentage of people with high IQ that are up above it and they can see the whole plan. And it's very obvious to them what's going on. I would suggest that we are at that point now where um, the sheep are too dumb to realize that they're even sheep. The people that recognize this are called conspiracy theorists. They're called anti-science. They're called all kinds of names. But the truth of the matter is that we're right. They're poisoning us. It's not my opinion on this. It's a measurable observation. It is backed up with actual science, not the sort of science that you buy when you're the Pentagon or the White House. You can buy a scientist just as easily as you can buy a politician. And I would suggest the people that are purchasing the scientists have also been purchased themselves, making them just a gigantic group of whores. Hey, if you missed your favorite TNT show or interview, simply listen back when you want, wherever you want. Just visit episodes on the TNT website. We are also on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbeam, Amazon, and TuneIn. Now, there's no reason to miss out on anything on TNT. Bringing you a worldview. I like to hear what's going on around the world. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. According to a newly released audit by the Pentagon, the United States has lost track of more than $1 billion worth of sophisticated weaponry that it provided to Ukraine. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Oh, Ruckus, they've lost the the equipment again. Jeez, it's uh, first, you know, it was uh, Afghanistan. Mistakes were made. Now they've sent it to Ukraine and it's gone missing there. Boy, if I didn't know any better, I think this was all on purpose. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about there. Uh, that sounds like a conspiracy theory to me. You're not one of those conspiracy theorists, are you, Charlie? Uh, you look like one, and I, I think about it. Uh, yeah, no, this is pretty wild. Um, I, I don't think anyone in any job, in any company, anywhere on the planet, other than the United States government, could get away with something like this. Uh, I would say somebody's going to get f -f -f fired. Uh, at least that's how things would normally work. Um, but this is a, this is basically, according to a report from none other than the Pentagon's Inspector General. Uh, the report keeps track of things uh, or not. I mean, sorry, it details how they're supposed to keep track of things. And in this case, they didn't. <laughs> uh, we have items that are being labeled as, quote unquote, delinquent. And I'm talking about nearly 40,000 pieces of highly sensitive military equipment. So that's a pretty big deal. Um, this, uh, according to the report, is that there are some 59% out of the nearly $1.7 billion in defense gear that remains, I said the word, but it's called delinquent. That's the word that they're using. It's actually an official 
term, uh, meaning that the equipment has not been inventoried within a specific time frame, you know. Uh, so it probably wouldn't fly for the IRS. We'll just say that way. Uh, the gear was subject to enhanced end, end use monitoring, EEUM, which requires additional layers of verification and protections for certain items, including Stinger and Tomahawk missiles, uncrewed aircraft systems, and small diameter bombs. The audit says that the Pentagon, quote, did not maintain an accurate inventory, end quote, of items and failed to update key databases in a timely manner. Several confounding variables, including a limited number of personnel, restricted movement in Ukraine, and a lack of controls to validate key data were to blame, according to the report. Importantly, however, the report could not verify whether the delinquent systems were illicitly diverted from their intended endpoint or merely not listed in the correct databases. I'm sure it's not a big deal. Uh, the report says, quote, it was beyond the scope of our evaluation to determine whether there has been diversion of such assistance. Uh, and then furthermore, quote, significant personnel limitations and accountability challenges remain, end quote. The Biden administration has been keen to insist that there is no evidence that the untracked weapons have been stolen or otherwise diverted from their intended purpose. I guess that means if they if they got diverted somewhere else, that was ultimately their intended purpose. Right. Anyway, uh, Pentagon spokesperson Major General Patrick Ryder told reporters, quote, there remains no credible evidence of illicit diversion from U.S. provided advanced conventional weapons from Ukraine. Uh, furthermore, quote, the fact is we observed the Ukrainians employing these capabilities on the battlefield. We're seeing them use them effectively, end quote. But General Ryder, are they using them safely? That's what I want to know. Uh, and reports to the contrary, General Ryder said, were Russian disinformation. Are you kidding me? Uh, anyway, regardless of the Pentagon's confidence in the matter, the audit undermines two years of assurances from the Biden administration. Uh, by now, people, you should stop believing what they're telling you, that it was employing rigorous monitoring capable of preventing U.S. military aid to Ukraine from being misused. That could hurt the administration's attempts to push billions more dollars worth of weaponry into the East European nation. It could, but it probably won't. The supplemental request is currently stalled in Congress where Democratic and Republican lawmakers disagree on how to best balance funding priorities to Ukraine, Israel, and the United States' own southern border. But Charlie, this report does not make me feel confident about any of those things. How about you? No, it doesn't. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if you're looking for something for that special somebody in your life, have you considered a shoulder fired tow missile that you can get on the black market on the dark web? I would suggest uh, we do that. I'll tell you what, you know what I think we should do? This has been proposed before, and I think it's a great idea. When it comes to financing these wars, the government should start a GoFundMe account. And then anybody that wants to contribute can can contribute to that account and they can use all the proceeds for that. And then our tax dollars will go to something else like gender studies on pigeons or something like that, that they constantly flush our money down the toilet with. But of course, we all know that this what's going on here. We saw the same thing in Afghanistan that we're seeing with Ukraine. We just accidentally left $85 billion worth of gear on the battlefield. And then, you know, we rumsfelded it with the mistakes were made sort of thing and, and, and pretended like it wasn't a big deal. Where do you think those weapons went? 
they either got used or they got sold but either way they were they were in the hands of the wrong people so you know um delinquency you know if i like you said if i'm delinquent i i think you know what i think i'm going to be delinquent on my taxes this year no, no it's not it's nobody's fault of course i mean we'll 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 make it up i'll give them some good excuse about how you know i checked the spreadsheets and everything looked good on our end and i, I you know i don't know what to tell you. it must be russian disinformation that uh, that says that i didn't pay my taxes right i mean that so i i'm so i'm so tired of the mainstream media they think that we're stupid they lie to us constantly if it's not the pentagon lying it's the stenographers for power sitting in that white house press briefing that go and then report this like it's actual information i am so tired of these people i can't take much more of this and and listen they're going to start wars all over the place uh the american empire is coming to an end enjoy it while it lasts it's not going to be around for much longer you can't print money when you're not the world's reserve currency any longer and that's coming so all these wars all these all these weapons that america is just handing out like candy at the halloween you know you should probably hang on to some of them for yourselves you're going to need them right Maybe. Uh, it's funny. I don't normally worry about uh, things until my government comes out and tells me I don't need to worry about it. That's when I get worried. Uh, so not helping when they make these statements like, oh, we have absolutely no credible evidence to suggest that possibly maybe just there's a slight chance that somebody illegally got their hands on these weapons. I'm like, oh, so what you're telling me is that's exactly what happens. Thanks for, you know, you got to learn how, the, how to play their how they talk. And then, you know, you're fine. You understand what's really happening. Basically, everything they say is a lie. Um, it's pretty wild. But it's funny that you mentioned the uh, it was Afghanistan where all those weapons and the, the just the rows of cash were left behind that was crazy um maybe all of that is what these people were referring to and they say well no no we saw these weapons being used on the battlefield in ukraine well maybe those were the weapons that were provided to them from the ones we left behind in afghanistan and we still don't know what happened to the ones that we sent to ukraine uh, at least this uh one billion dollars worth this is crazy to me charlie needs to stop something, though. So something tells me that you if you were to, to look for where some of this money wound up it would be in a offshore account in the cayman islands or in some place in dubai or or in the the you know in 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 some hole in the backyard of some ukrainian general's house you know but the the normal places where you would keep stinger missiles and a hundred million dollars in cash you know places like that i I'm look, I'm anti-war at my core. That's what I that's that's what I'm all about. And and so any war that is going on, I'm uh, I'm deeply opposed to it. When America gets involved, they just tend to make everything a whole lot worse. We are the terrorists that we complain about running the world all around, you know, that are doing all the bad things. No, it's the State Department, it's the Pentagon, it's the CIA, it's the FBI. It's those groups. Those are the real terrorists. If you want to stop terrorism, like Ron Paul said, I suspect that there are more financiers of terrorism within five miles from my office in Washington, D.C. than there are in the entire Middle East. And you know what? Ron Paul was right. Thank you, Ruckus. I appreciate it. Have a fantastic weekend, and we will see you again sometime. Thanks, Charlie. Take care. After the break, I will be back with one of my favorite people in the world, Brandon Thomas. Don't go anywhere. This is TNT. Jeremy now on TNT Radio. Being South African, I'm, I know the situation and it's incredibly dire. Basically, our farmers 
mostly white, have been under attack for years and years and years. And when I say attack, I mean that physically, don't I? Yes. Um, since the dawn of democracy in South Africa, since 1994, we had an average of uh, one farm attack every second day. Um, so it averages around uh, 175 to 190 farm attacks every year. And we had a farm murder on average every fifth day. Um, but over the last few months, both those numbers have picked up. Murders in other sectors of society are not accompanied by the same levels of brutality and torture as you will find in farm murders. Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Council and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at, and then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is gonna be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. We don't rock, rock. we talk. talk. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. My first guest is the host of Expanding Reality Podcast. He's the author of one of the coolest workbooks in the world, this Expanding Reality Workbook. It's available on Amazon. You should go check it out. I think if you just type in Expanding Reality, Expanded Insight and Episodic Reflection, Volume 1, you're going to find yourself something special. Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have him back, my good friend, Brandon Thomas. Hi, Brandon. How are you? How look do at you? that hair. How look do you? Yeah, just brought it look with me. At that, look at that sweet bastard yeah. over there. Oh, baby. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, there's nobody I like discussing the current state of the world with more than you. And I got to tell you, I just saw this, uh, um, this headline that came out in, uh, in, the, in the news today. Doctors baffled. They used the term baffled by unprecedented surge in cancers among young people under 50. This is from a mm. from BMJ and oncology. They said that last year they reported a sharp global rise in cancers in people under 50 with the highest rates occurring in North America, Australia and Western Europe. Um, any guesses at maybe what that could be? Any, How any anything at all? Any random yeah. chance? 
<laughs> How long do we have here? It couldn't be the foods <laughs> or the water or the stuff they're spraying outside of um, the backside of airplanes that they had. They paid a Disney artist $65 million allegedly to go back into old films and put it in there so that people would I think that it. the phenomena is natural and has been going on for much longer, which is fun. So take your pick, Charlie. Is it that? Is it the cytokine uh, storm that people are introduced to every time they walk outside or interact with another uh, crazed human being uh, that's uh, just sucking off the media's teat. I mean, it's just take your pick here, man. Cancer's uh, subjective or it's physical. You pick, you know. Yeah, um, there's a thing called the simian virus 40, SV40. It's a it's a monkey virus, and it was discovered to be inserted into vaccines back in the 60s, I think. And what they determined, again, another gigantic coincidence, is that after they started giving this to people, they all started getting cancer. Maybe not every single one of them, but a whole lot of them. And if you look at some of the ingredients that are in vaccine, they're cancer-causing agents. So when I hear that the doctors are baffled by an unprecedented surge in cancers, um, I'm available for hire as a consultant. I'll come in, I'll wrap the whole thing up in less than a day. You can buy me lunch, you can give me a nice big check, and then I'll tell you what's going on. It's that your products are killing people. Is that the pharmaceutical industry is the number three leading cause of death inside America. That's behind heart disease and cancers. And guess who's responsible for the cancers? Big Pharma. This is part of their business plan, and it is a trillion dollar industry. The pharmaceutical industry is there to make money and profit off of your sickness. They want you sick. That way you're a customer for life. There's no money in healthy people. There's no money in dead people. The money is right in the middle, right? Where you're sick enough to go to work still, but you're not feeling good enough to compete with them uh, in life. So I'm a little fired up today. I don't know. I, I can see it and I love it. The passion is absolutely there. And for some reading material, current reading material, based on what you're talking about, Mr. Mark Gober, one of my favorite authors of all time, yep. he's a dear brother of the show as well, just came out with his end to Upside Down Medicine. Have you had him on yet? Talk about it. He's an I've outstanding had him on dude. I've, I've had him on here. He was on here last week or two weeks ago. Um, I've had him on when we were the Sunday or the Saturday uh, morning show on, on TNT, yep. and I've had him on my podcast. He is fantastic he is a real smart guy who is tackling this stuff from an angle that i really appreciate he's nailing it and i i was reading his book talking uh just uh, after reading his book and speaking with him about it i was just blown away by the what he was able to determine about just the whole thing about virology in general that whole classification that whole scientific arm of everything is basically founded on nothing. Like they haven't found a virus yet. It's just interesting what they're propping up as the means in which to go ahead and subvert your rights and everything else that they're doing around here in the name of science, in the name of public health, in the name of, oh, you should do this because we're the authority on this and we're the only ones that can tell you how to live a clean life. But again, not addressing the cloud structures in the sky or the foods or the eating habits or the vitamin D that you're getting or any sort of mental uh, well-being that you're aware of and making an actionable stride to be more mindful of there there's many things in which goes into virology uh not to uh, mention the little bits of magnetic things that they're finding in some of them recently which is fascinating yeah but brandon you're one of the most positive uplifting type of people that i've ever met in my entire life i love that about you how much does attitude and um you know the the way you approach life, how much does that impact 
your physical health. We know what it does from on a mental health standpoint, but how much does that translate into manifesting physically inside your body? Have you ever met a person that's just ugly on the inside and they're kind of ugly on the outside as a result of it. I, I wonder what that connection is and if if maybe some of the ugliness in our society is actually killing us. One of my favorite quotes is, um, to be well-adjusted to a sick society is no measure of good health. And it's exactly what you're talking about here. It's the, to answer your question, 100% is the uh, magnitude of impl impact that that has on your physical well-being. I don't really think of myself as one body, you know, and this soul thing having it. I, I think of it in a lot of ways, but at its core, what I like to keep in mind is that I'm an army of bacteria that is in such symbiotic relationship with whatever I'm coming into contact with. And most of that is emotional. Look at Dr. Emoto's studies that cannot be in ignored about when he uh, froze water after speaking one way or another, basically sending energy or vibes or just telling it, telling one it was very nice and sweet and I love you, telling the other he hated it. When you freeze this structure, they physically change under a microscope. There, there are physical implications to this. Then you think about the amount of fluid you are and what that does. And again, think of the army of bacteria that you've got floating around in there. It's a beautiful system that once comes in balance and harmony, which is, I think, the ultimate goal here with all of this. It's not be distracted by that or make sure you crusade specifically against it. It's, it's balance. It's, it's, it's finding that equilibrium. And that's where you also find your great health, ironically. Yeah. Yeah. When you find a, a body that is imbalanced, that's where you, where you find the, the biggest problems. It, it's, we're, we're a system. As, you know, as we're, we're a human body system and it's and it's made up of a lot of things. Some of them we can physically see, some of them that we cannot. We're very dis easy and quick to discount what we can't see as being woo woo, you know, in EMF radiations, things like that, things that nanoparticles that we're breathing in. We're a, oh yeah, yeah, since I can't see it, then it doesn't exist. Well, you do that at your own peril, I guess. But um, we understand that there is a world beyond our eyes and that plays a part in our, not just our mental health and our mental well-being, being, but also manifest itself physically. And um, that's why some of the people that you'll see, that's why sometimes you can see a person across the room and you just go, that person looks like a nice, they just look like a nice person. Their, their goodness radiates out of them in physical form. And, uh, and you can tell it from uh, across the room. We're going to be back after this quick news break with Brandon Thomas. Hey guys, great news. News radio. TNT radio news. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. U.S. and U.K. military forces carried out airstrikes against Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen on Thursday with support from Australia, Canada, the Netherlands, and Bahrain. Gabriel Attal, France's prime minister and the first openly gay man to hold this position, recently appointed his husband, Stéphane Séjourne, as the new foreign minister. In the United Kingdom, members of parliament recently voted to support a bill introduced by the conservative government aimed at prohibiting public institutions from boycotting goods imported from Israel. Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then please let us know. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab, or Getter? Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's news talk, TNT Radio. My guest is Brandon Thomas. You can check out his Expanding Reality podcast. You won't be disappointed. Also go to Amazon and check out his book, his Expanding Reality workbook. It's a trip. 
it's something that I think everybody should have. If you want to uh, invest in it, it, you'll love it. It also go to support Brandon's work, which we deeply appreciate. Uh, Brandon, there's this article that came out today, car rental giant hurts to sell 20,000 used electric cars as it pivots back to gas fueled cars. Are we done? Are we done with the EV nonsense here? Or, I mean, can we just get honest about this? Look, I don't want to, I'm not trying to harm the planet either. But if you think that electronic vehicles or electric vehicles are the are some sort of, um, you know, savior, I would like to remind people that, you know, the electricity, at least in America, the electricity that you use uh, to charge your electric car comes from coal burning power plants. So you are not driving a gas powered car. You're not driving an electric car. You're driving a coal power plant car. So it just envision, envision somebody driving around shoveling coal into the back seat all day long. That's what you're doing with this. I think that the the general public is starting to figure this out. This is an unsustainable, talk about unsustainable. The EV industry is unsustainable. You're right there in the middle of Texas. You you saw what happened uh, a couple of winters ago with your power grid. Uh, it makes me think that we're just this is this sounds like a good idea, not quite ready for prime time. What's your take on it? It's uh, it's one of these things where great idea and bad execution because electric is not the specific way to go. There are plenty of hydrogen options that people keep getting murdered, you know, suicided with two bullets in the back of the head, shoved in a suitcase, thrown in a river because they invented a car that runs on water with zero emissions whatsoever. Um, also, these hydrogen packs you can add to your vehicle now. They're actually incredibly meant to be faulty now. You only get 30% burn, something like that, and that's what goes all over the roads and all over that stuff. So the industry as it is is not meant and will not go in a direction, therefore, of uh, being beneficial to the you, the consumer, and absolutely not the planet, because why would they do that? They, they need a scapegoat to throw back on you to make you feel bad for some shit rollout that they're going to force on you. Now, um, one of the biggest iterations of this is exactly to what you said, the Tesla charging stations that have the gigantic diesel generators mounted directly behind them that then run out of fuel so you can't, and they're waiting on the gas guy to come by to fill up the fuel tank so they can charge their car. It's clown world at its greatest and I love it. So again, there are hydrogen options or magnetic electric options. There's some pretty dope things the government has that's flying around our heads all the time that would solve all of this as a whole conversation, but that's another conversation. And so it is interesting that this is just one more uh, set of dangling keys out there for you to pay attention to. And I think that further to this, if you extrapolate, um, you know, there's a lot of talk and a lot of movies and a lot of um, things that people say could be misconstrued as something possibly to come up. And I'm not a fear monger kind of guy, but I will say it's interesting that they want you mainly to go to electric, but then the main issues coming forward as far as the paradigm goes uh, is an EMP burst of some kind or as we saw in that great film that the Obamas put out uh, that all the Teslas went apeshit and just started driving back home which clogged the roads which was an interesting sub-feature to something that if you look at it th that kind of control doesn't belong to those kind of people is what I would say so it's just fascinating. Yeah, we're not ready to have the TR3B conversation yet about what's flying around in our in, in our sky. But I will tell you this. I have well, well, but I'll tell you this. But with the EV industry, um, let's take the altruistic component aside. Let's take that out of it. Just from a supply chain management standpoint, you are talking about needing rare earth minerals. And some of these rare earth minerals, such as neodymium, 90% of them uh, are found in China. 100% of them are refined in China. So this idea that whether it be the Biden administration now or administrations that come in the future, that we're going to 
simultaneously start an electric vehicle revolution while also starting a hot war with China sounds crazy to me, especially considering not only are they holding over a trillion dollars of our debt, but there are supply chain uh, partner when it comes to the electric vehicles. Have we just not thought this whole thing through? Is Biden actually making the decisions on this or is this just some sort of head fake uh, that, you know, we're never really going to get this EV industry off the ground? One of my favorite bits from all time is when uh, from Joe uh, Bill Hicks, actually. And he says that whenever a president gets elected, they're led into a small smoke-filled room where they're shown a, a video of the Kennedy assassination from a vantage point never seen before. And then the lights go up and they say, do you have any questions? And I feel that the people that are making the kind of deals that we are talking about are in said room with that tape queued up. Uh, and they just have it on standby. They've all seen it. It's just in the in this smoke-filled workings. So I feel that this is contrived at a large area because it doesn't make sense. If, if it doesn't make logical sense, I could see the desire and need for us to save our planet. I get it. But that it's it's guised under and it's shielded behind. When you look behind that mask, it's nonsense. It's a bunch of, it, it can't be, it's not sustainable in the first place. If you, you said I'm in Texas and I am, I know a lot of people that do the solar thing and they sell solar because it's such a great racket. They say, man, it's a way to scam insurance companies. It's great. And so it's not really a viable solution. There are some methods that I've seen that are. We haven't gone that route simply due to the inconsistency in information. And we live out here. We live where a lot of people have had it, work for it, all that kind of thing. And we get so many behind the scenes insights into the actual utilitarian nature, into what solar is presented as today. It's one of these rollouts that is not meant to be fixed. It's a meant it's meant to show they're trying, but they're not trying. They got TR3Bs flying around. They could power everything forever for free. So that is right. the question is what what's it really all about, right? Yeah, it's. I think we all know what it's about. It's about control. <laughs> it's always about control. It's about if they can control the way you think, if they can control your access to, you know, you mentioned the, the movie where, where, you know, listen, if everybody's driving electric vehicles, they can geofence them. So that they can't, yes. go, you know, they talk about a 15 minute yes. city, you know, oh, you know, you'll never need to leave your 15 minute city. All right, that's great and all, but can I leave it? No, no, we, no, the car, you'll own nothing and be happy. Oh, well, can I own a car? Well, you can, but we've set it so that your car won't leave your 15 minute city. So own whatever you want. And so that to me is the trap that they're, that they're actually forcing people into under the guise of saving the world. So whenever I hear these lunatics that hate humanity talking about trying to save humanity, like John Kerry and his private jet flying around lecturing us about carbon. I mean, give me a break. Uh, it's so obvious, but, but the, but, but this, the secondary component to this that is exceptionally frustrating to me is that the general public, by and large, can't figure out the scam. They just simply cannot see it. There's a Leonardo, Di Cap uh, Leonardo da Vinci quote, rather, I almost said Leonardo DiCaprio, that's okay. <clears throat> and it is that there are three classes of people, those that can see, those that can see when shown, and those that do not see. Now. Uh, he was not specific on the ratio of those people, but I would say that the last category is probably a high, high, high percent. And I think what this brings us to is a philosophical part of this conversation. It's does beating your head against the wall for the people that just simply don't see. It's already an established fact. Uh, da Vinci had it figured out way back then. He, he knew that there were just a certain amount of the population that was not going to figure this shit out. And they're just going to go along with this thing. And it's almost like an automated response from a simulation, which again is another conversation. But what you can say is when you look around, there seems 
seems to be a great percentage of that last category or class of people. What we hold on to hope for is folks who can see is for that middle portion, those who can see when shown, which is what you do a great job is of showing the jackassery around here so that it's so easy to see for those who can be shown. And we don't worry about those who don't see because they just don't see. It's a fundamental, it's not can't, it's don't. Like they just simply can't, it's, it's physically impossible. Yeah, well, it's funny that you picked that quote because I've been working on my fourth book and it starts off with that very same quote. Of course, from, yes, of course. Yes, Look at this. of course it does because, <laughs> you know, now I got a little bit more time to go work on that fourth book. So I'm going to do that. That's Brandon Thomas, everybody. If you want to check out his stuff, go find his Patreon. Go support his Patreon. There's a, there's a lot. Where's the best place? Is it Patreon slash Expanding Reality? Yeah, we're working on the expandingrealitypodcast.com. So you can put that one in your pocket. It's linked all over the place. It'll be up soon. But uh, Patreon's the best place. Expanding reality is where we're doing live hangouts and stuff. Charlie, you're joining us for one of those on the 27th. Yep. You can sign up and be a part of it. It's going to be awesome. We're going to record a live uh, conversation episode on air, do a question and answer after. It's an amazing community, guys. Come hang out. Thank you so much. That's Brandon Thomas, everybody. You're the best. I'll catch you next time. After the break, we will be back. This is TNT. <laughs> She used to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future, with nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn, to get an education, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Gracias. Gracias. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Anticipate potential delays for the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious, some are easy to miss, but they all put our way of life at risk. We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. Protectpressfreedom.org. Asthma is a growing problem, especially among children. Asthma affects the quality of life for millions like me every single day. My name is Chris Draft, and I have asthma. And I've spent more than a decade in the NFL tackling asthma on and off the field. Join me and the EPA in helping people control their asthma. Asthma is a lung condition that can be controlled through medication and by avoiding things that can make it worse. Three steps are the solution to controlling asthma. Step one, talk to a doctor. Step two, make a plan. And step three, get rid of things that can make it worse. Asthma can be tackled. For more information on asthma, log on to epa.gov asthma.
Today's conversation, Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. TNT Radio. My next guest is a friend of mine. We have been... We have spoken at several events together. He is the leading expert when it comes to 9-11, everything related to that. I encourage you to please go to his website, richardgage911.org. You'll find everything that you need to know about the amazing work that he has been doing over the years, ladies and gentlemen, the great Richard Gage. Hi, Richard. It's great to see you again. How are you? Charlie, good to see you too. Doing great. Cold day today in Idaho. Uh, minus one cold day today in denver as well um you know it isn't cold molten steel let's talk a little <laughs> bit about building seven shall we um this is for those i mean i think this audience when you're if you're if you're watching or listening to tnt radio you are somebody that is interested in getting the actual truth i mean you understand what's going on you know that there were problems with 9 11. i want to talk specifically to those people that are unfamiliar with this event you guys ran a great ad campaign a couple of years ago on the i think it was the 15th anniversary saying um a, a billboard campaign a mobile billboard campaign in in a variety of different major cities across i think definitely across the united states might have been in other places as well oh yeah with a very simple slogan did you know a third building fell on 9 11. and you know a lot of people don't know that and that's building seven there's a 47 story steel and glass high-rise building that if it hadn't been for the the morning of 9 11 this would have been the largest collapse in the history of buildings yet nobody talks about it can we talk a little bit about building seven please richard because this is the <laughs> this is the one that's impossible for them to really explain away though they've tried oh they do try uh but mostly they just ignore it and hope we don't continue talking about it but we've been doing that for 18 years. Uh, I'm the, the founder and the former CEO of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. And I've been talking about it for 18 years. And we've got 3,600 architects and engineers signed on to the petition demanding a new investigation, not only of Building 7, but the Twin Towers as well. But Building 7, I mean, here's a 47-story skyscraper. It wasn't hit by a plane. Part of the World Trade Center complex, right? But on the afternoon of 9-11, after witnesses hear explosions, and, and we've got at least half a dozen witnesses, and this building, as if there wasn't enough going on already that day, right? Uh, this building drops like a rock, straight down, uniformly, symmetrically, into its own footprint, in under seven seconds. I mean, this is as fast as a bowling ball falling out of the sky, free fall, acceleration. Now, you got to think for a minute, have I seen this before? Yeah, just visualize the old hotels in Las Vegas, where we see uh, these buildings coming down. And uh, it, 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 it's exactly like that, Charlie. And if yeah. everybody could just go to their Google uh, or, or the preferably brave browser, uh, type in uh, Building 7 Collapse. You'll see this building uh, dropping exactly like a controlled demolition. In fact, we have so many uh, uh, 
uh, videos on our website, richardgage911.org, where you can see this uh, easily, uh, quite easily. So it, 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 there's no distinguishing it from a controlled demolition. And yet NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, who was tasked with explaining these collapses, all three of them, to the American people, I came out seven years later after anybody who was studying this, this building's collapse or anybody who knew it, which is not many. Most people don't even know. In fact, I'm one of 90,000 members of the American Institute of Architects. We didn't get one bulletin, not one, on this unprecedented collapse due to what? NIST says due to normal office fires. Charlie. We have not lost a steel frame fire protected building ever due to office fires. And we've had uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of examples of these, including after 9-11 with fully engulfed uh, uh, fires in, in these buildings. Not one of them has collapsed. So this is an unprecedented event, completely unprecedented. And yet most architects and engineers uh, don't even know that it ever happened. And sorry, but I got to interject this too. Firefighters are still going into high-rise steel frame buildings, type one fire protected buildings like this uh, and trying and, and successfully putting out these fires. Well, if NIST is correct and fire can bring down these buildings and we have a few small scattered fires in building seven, then shouldn't we change the firefighting strategies and not send them up into these buildings to put them out if they can come down on them at free fall acceleration? You would think so, but that would be um, that would be too logical here. And they're trying to manage some form of a um, of a cover up here. But but there's only so much you can cover up. You have a you, it fails the eyeball test. And I know that's the least scientific component of this entire presentation that you have. And I've seen your presentation in, at, at Anarchapulco. I've seen your presentation in New York City. Um, your presentation is above reproach. It is impossible for somebody to sit through your presentation and not understand what has happened with this. And I encourage people to go to your website, richardgage911.org, and take a look for your if this is brand new information, if this is the first time you're ever hearing about something like this, your first thought is probably these people are, are crazy. They're talking about nonsense. But listen, when it comes to World Trade Center 7, we have a, a couple of very interesting components. We have sudden free fall. We have a very unusual um, aspect of it, which was it was a symmetric fall. I mean, it, 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 I don't, I've seen lots of buildings fall. The only ones that come down symmetrically are the ones in Vegas. Uh, we have molten metal spheres. We have nanothermite left in the debris. We have the destruction of evidence. We have foreknowledge. And then we have denials after this. I mean, this is not if if you took all of the science out of this, Richard, and just looked at their behavior, it is incompatible with reality. This is not how you would behave if this were an actual fire in a building that you were trying to learn more about. It seems like there's cover-ups over and over and over again. How do they get away with justifying this? Is the only explanation to just try to pretend like it doesn't even exist? Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's what they uh, first and foremost uh, try to do because they can't talk around 
the evidence that you just cited that we need to talk about a little bit here, this evidence of thermite incendiaries. Uh, uh, incendiaries work by means of heat, uh, whereas explosives work by means uh, of knocking things over through the expansion of gas. So we have the evidence of thermite, an incendiary used by the military to cut through steel like a hot knife through butter. And uh, evidence of ignited thermite in the form of all of the molten metal, pools of molten metal seen by first responders, seen by rescuers going down into the pile underneath the Twin Towers uh, and, and, and being freaked out by one first responder said like lava, molten lava flowing down the channel rails. They call that molten steel. Turns out to be molten iron, which is the byproduct of thermite. So they have that. The FEMA report itself says the ends of the beams were partly evaporated. This is actually a quote by Jonathan Barnett, the author of the FEMA report. The report itself documents Liquid iron, that's molten iron. By the way, that's 2,800 degrees minimum to begin to melt steel or, or iron. So where, does these, where do these temperatures come from? There's no accounting whatsoever in the official narrative for them, Charlie. It's, it's not there. The, the office fires in Building 7 were probably five or 600 degrees. They claim 1,000 degrees or more in the Twin Towers. They're still off. Uh, by a thousand degrees from what can begin to melt steel or iron, much less have it flowing like a little river who says uh, the, the actual structural engineer of the World Trade Center, Leslie Robertson himself, uh, a, a little river of steel flowing. He saw it. Many, many, many people saw it. In fact, it's um, also documented in the in the FEMA report in Appendix C of the Building Performance Assessment Team report, which came out in May of 2002. And in that appendix, uh, they document hot sulfur corrosion attack on the steel. Wait, where did this sulfur come from? Where did the molten iron come from? Sulfur's uh, uh, added to thermite to become even more effective at cutting through steel. So that becomes thermate uh, along with other uh, uh, additives, uh, which make it incredibly effective. So we have also, that's evidence of ignited thermite, which is also seen, by the way, pouring out of the South Tower minutes prior to its collapse, all this molten metal. We can tell by the temperature of molten metal, by, we can tell by the color of molten metal what its temperature is. And again, we're exceeding with t- colors like yellow and, and white hot, uh, exceeding 25, 2800 degrees. So this is must just, have been a, must have been a lot of desks and chairs in that office. Too. Well, yeah, those only burn about five or 600 <laughs> degrees and create a lot of smoke. Uh, so, right. uh, but at the, uh, in, in the foundation, uh, under, in the aftermath of the, both buildings collapse, we have, uh, the, evidence of, of that, that evidence of ignited thermite, but also unignited thermite. What's that? Mm. <laughs> a team of eight international scientists led by Niels Harrod in Copenhagen uh, find in seven independently collected samples that were sent to them for testing uh, in some really high-tech labs. 
they determined that they have these red gray chips. They thought they were paint at first, right? But no, they're, they're attracted to a magnet. So they have a high iron content. They get real curious, do x-ray energy dispersive spectroscopy and find what? The ingredients of thermite in the paint, iron and aluminum powder. Whoa, what is the ingredients of thermite doing in all these paint chips? They're about this, this big in, 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 uh, in, on average. Well, they do uh, they zoom in 50,000 times with an electron microscope. And what do they find? Nano-sized particles of aluminum platelets and rhomboidal-shaped iron crystals. Uh, these are the nanoscale. They're a thousand times smaller than the diameter of a human hair. This is highly engineered stuff. Uh, it's set in a, a matrix of oxygen, silica, carbon, which is organic material, which is used in high-energy explosives, TNT, to produce massive expansion of gases. So they've engineered the, the uh, incendiary thermite to become more uh, explosive, uh, and it's called nanothermite, uh, superthermite, uh, developed by Lawrence Livermore and Los Alamos Labs, like well before 9-11. So we know what this stuff is. It, it's not a mystery. In fact, when they put it in a heater, a differential scanning calorimeter, uh, they determine that it is, in fact, um, uh, it, it ignites, uh, which is fascinating at uh, 758 degrees Fahrenheit. What does it produce when it ignites, Charlie? You, I'm giving this is your chance. Is it, how, how much homework have you done? Is it white smoke? <laughs> and it, well, besides that, that's a good guess. The aluminum oxide ash, but also molten iron microspheres with the exact same chemical signature as the molten iron microspheres found and documented. Uh, by the U.S. Geological Survey and all of their studies of the dust, billions of molten iron microspheres comprising up to 6% of the dust uh, found and documented by R.J. Lee. Uh, and even the, uh, an environmental consulting firm also did stuff, uh, studies on the dust. And by the EPA. The EPA says, oh, I don't know. We don't know what these molten iron microspheres are. They're cooled by that time. They're not molten iron anymore. They're just iron microspheres, uh, about the diameter of a human hair on average. Um, they, they, but they say there's so many of these. They're so ubiquitous that it's a signature component of the World Trade Center dust, and they don't even know where they came from. Oh. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even World Trade Center dust unless it has all these things. It is. This is the biggest cover-up in the history of our country. It is um, obvious to those that have the eyes to see it. It's right in front of your face. It's in video format. We all watched it. We didn't know what we were watching. You didn't know what you were watching at the time, and neither did I. It took us a couple of years after the fact. So if you're new to this information, if this is the first time you're hearing, well, you're late, but welcome to the party anyway. Go over to <laughs> yeah. Richard's website. Go to richardgage911.org and get yourself educated. It is very important that you understand this material. And while you're at it, take a look at the work that they did with the University of Alaska Fairbanks, the four-year study on Building 7. It will absolutely blow your mind. Richard, you're the best. Thank you so much. We'll have you back another time. And big thanks to Brandon Thomas, our first guest. You can check out his podcast, Expanding Reality. 
That's it for me, everybody. I'll see you when I see you.